Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. This is episode 45. This is a Monday night, September 28th, and we're recapping what was supposed to be one of the best Monday night football games of the season. We will also be breaking down all things week three NFL, taking a little look ahead at the MLB playoffs that are starting tomorrow, as well as the NBA finals. And we have some breaking news at the end of the podcast regarding Dr. Clip or Dr. Rivers. I was going to try and do some like um, funny thing with that. But yes, enough of me rambling. This is the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, episode 45. Um, I got Big Dog. I got Josh here. Big Dog, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I took the Ravens, but uh, somebody had to do it for this podcast. Somebody, somebody had to do it. Somebody had to take one for the team, and I did that this week for us. We so, saw so, the real Lamar Jackson. There's a couple highlights of him. Mm-hmm. Bumbo Wainer doing something back up there. Um, Some would say you did God's work. I did God's work, and then, you know, you just kind of... Oh, by the way, I want to give a shout-out to Dustin, because I played him in fantasy this week. Mm-hmm. Down 35 points. I have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Tucker, and he has Lamar Jackson, so he's going to supposed to boat race me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I beat him by 12. Oh, Dustin, tough, tough, tough looks, tough. I would... Uh, before I introduce Josh, I really quickly want to give a shout-out to my guy, Joey Halbrin, because we were texting today about the Chiefs, like how we can't believe Mahomes is an underdog. And he uh, encouraged me. I put $50 right after that first uh, Ravens field goal on the Chiefs at plus 175. It was a very nice payout for me. So shout out to my guy, Joey. We'll probably be hearing him later this week on the Pineapple Couch, actually. Because, Josh, I'm going to introduce you now because I'm going to forget to. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> How about that intro? I'm good. Very uh, very disappointing. Uh, you gave me a better one on the clip. Yeah, that's why I gave uh, you uh, this one this this yeah, time. That's that's good enough. You inter- you just introduce one person one time. I think it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm a little um, I'm a little sleepy after uh, that Monday night game, though. I gotta say, it was like four minutes of excitement, be though. Because pretty right big letdown, right? Shit, there was like a fumble recovery for the ra- and it was twenty seven twenty for a second, but we knew Mahomes destroyed them this week. I mean, it just oh, yeah. for me, it just felt like the Ravens never had a shot in that game. Dude, it just was over. From, it was like that from the snap. First snap, it was over exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into that game. Um, I want to start with this game, but just something that's very basic. Let's be real about when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, because I get like the ESPN and all that shit. It's a media machine. They just are trying to hype up shit. But that's all you see is like them compared to one another. Credit to Lamar Jackson for his MVP season last year. That is the funniest joke of all time. If anyone ever wants to compare Patrick Mahomes to Lamar Jackson, it's not even like fucking close. Because you may sound crazy for even bringing that up today, but last year for about four to five weeks, I was getting roasted. You were getting roasted. And here's a stat for you. Since Lamar Jackson was drafted in 2018, the Ravens are... Zero, zero wins. That means zero and nine after trailing at halftime. That would be zero and ten now, including today. And what are quarterbacks good for, Andrew? Second half without a single win after trailing at halftime in that span. Andrew, why do people like Tom Brady and Joe Montana so much? Isn't it because of their fourth quarter comeback numbers, like Russell Wilson, like stuff like that? Isn't that kind of a big deal? Wait, didn't Patrick Mahomes do that in the Super Bowl? I think it was twenty to ten in the fourth quarter, and they come out something like that. Weird. And here's my thing with Lamar too. Before we get to Josh on this. I'm a Chargers fan. I know the Chargers are cursed and nothing's ever good as happens. The Chargers beat Lamar in the playoffs. Like you can, that is, that is a fact. So That's like a fact. I'll never take him that seriously. 
even though Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, and the Colts did cover minus or minus eleven against the Jets. Josh, what are you thinking on Lamar this game? You know, I'm I'm gonna cool the overreaction still. I think just a little bit. I'm gonna go a little bit timid on Lamar. He didn't look good, but I think this Chiefs defense is gonna be really fucking good when all said is done. Uh, just they they've got a really good pass rush, and they just looked like they were all over him. However, Lamar that's that's been the story of his career. He's been really good in like games that he was heavily favored and he was even what he was favored in this game too yeah i know i bet him they're minus three and they drove the first drive was good but once they didn't score a touchdown and pat mahomes scored like that i was terrified i stopped I just, texting you guys for like an hour yeah, yeah so i pissed. feel like um lamar jackson cannot battle like adversity in a game i'm not saying adversity in his life the dude's obviously got like gotten to this level and been great but like in a game like he can't handle like okay i threw two picks early i'm down 14 i need to rattle this back it's like with him you know on the first two possessions so i went on twitter during the game and i was checking out the ravens and ironically all the the whole raven fan base was just saying don't panic just keep sticking to your strength to run the ball when this game was still a one score thing and they didn't the first couple times and they got a couple three and outs because they're trying to do passes it's just funny that your own fan base doesn't trust your quarterback with arm right now yeah but it's like oh we're gonna compare him to patrick mahomes it's just ridiculous um on this note before we get into more about this game i'm gonna make a guarantee i guarantee you the ravens don't win the super bowl this year I guarantee yeah, the Ravens don't the field there. They're not, they're <laughs> not going through Kansas City. They're, There's absolutely no I would take right now, I'd take the Bills to beat the Ravens in the playoffs. And we'll get more to my Bills later, but it's gonna be I, what Mahomes, I saw tonight baby. from the Ravens, Russ Mahomes Super Bowl, I can see that. I also think, good luck, the Ravens getting through the Steelers. It's going to be a battle. That's um, a good point. Yes, I'm excited for those yeah, division the Steelers games. Steelers are first now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they are. Three and zero. Andrew might need to Big hop Ben's on a future back, about that. It's a good it's AFC a good North Steelers because the Ravens still are probably because everyone's gonna like rightfully so is gonna jump on Mahomes like for MVP favorite. If Russell's odds drop a little bit, now might not be a bad time to jump mm-hmm. back on that. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Speaking of gambling, um, there was a crime committed on the field tonight. The over pushed. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? Over 54 in the first, what was it? It was 27-10 at halftime, and but yep. there was a missed extra point. The Ravens with multiple turnovers, or they went for it on fourth down multiple times in the red zone, don't get it. It ends up pushing, which is obviously better than a loss, but that is all on Lamar Jackson for kneeling at the end of the game. You have 23 seconds. Let it ride, you little douche. God damn. Right? Like, oh, that was just so punishing. And I, I was, I'm still just pissed off since the first quarter i just had the ravens minus three so i've got yeah, nothing I mean, over yeah is there anything <laughs> else that we're going to take away from this game because what i take away from it is like this is kind of what i thought because like yeah in a way um i thought this is going to be like playoff raven again i didn't think week three because i thought this was their super bowl but mm-hmm. they played exactly how they played against the titans and chargers Mm-hmm. In the playoffs and so last year. that will definitely be a story moving forward. That uh, yeah. the first Steelers Ravens matchup we get, I'm so excited. That's gonna be great. Seeing that Steelers defense throwing stuff at Lamar is gonna be definitely be a battle. Um, all right, so we were just talking about our best bets. Let's recap this week. Um, so your boy B Rob for the first time, a very very good week for him. I, I went five two and one, uh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, getting me to fifteen eleven and one on the season. But I'm still not our leader. I believe our leader would still be Mr. Big Dog Andrew Radcliffe. How'd you do this weekend and give us your overall record? Two and two. 
Ravens screwed me that last one, but the teaser hit yesterday that saved my day. Mm-hmm. So what's your overall record on the season now? I what were you? You're ten and four now. Ten and four. Okay, we got ten and four, fifteen, eleven and one. Pretty good. Josh, what did you got for us? Um, I forgot my record last week. So you I'm were three zero and one. I thought. Yeah, three zero and one. Three zero and one. Mm-hmm. I think I lost one. Three bet. one and one. Actually, one. yeah, you lost one. Three the one and one. So then uh, I would be five three and two. So two ties. Not bad. Look this. at this tying. Three I never had a tie before you joined this, Josh. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So um, we will have that graphic updated for you guys tomorrow on Monday on the pineapplecouch.com. Yeah. So you can check that there. Let's get through the other games that happened this weekend in the NFL. Um, the Sunday night football game, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. They beat the Saints 37-30. to 30. Uh, I got two things on this game. First question is for Andrew. Is Aaron Rodgers back? Not that he was gone, but is this – we thought it was fool's gold last year. Is this fool's gold? No, he's good. He's back. They are. That was scary. Like, I'm, like, so the, the two things, I was like, the Packers are good, actually, I think, this year, and I don't think the Saints are very good, unless they put James Winston. What about a Rodgers MVP future? That is tasty. we got to look into that. Yeah, we, we'll give you guys an updated uh, odds. We'll do on um, Thursday's pod. We'll have a full MVP updated futures odds, and we can really break into that. How's that sound? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, also, I, oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry, I the, I think that division's a joke too. So I think they can easily be. Mm. Oh, they're tied with the Bears. Don't forget down. about the Bears. I yes. well, I know, but that I think they're they're pretenders right there at three and zero. Um, but we'll see how Nick falls. I, I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, are you wait? You think the Bears are pretenders or the Packers? <clears throat> Bears. Oh yeah. Bears. Yeah, Bears. Yeah, yeah. Bears. Um. Yeah. So the Packers, no, I, though, I believe full heartedly. The Packers. I'm. I'm buying them a lot more than I did last season, but still need to see it consistently. The first couple weeks of the season are always weird. I have a take for you guys and the listeners, a comparison. I think the New Orleans Saints are the Houston Rockets of the National Football League. Give me your, I'll give, I'll tell you why. It's all like, oh my God, Drew Brees' regular season stats. Oh my God, he has the most completions, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, the Saints are going to win. They score so much, blah, blah, blah. The Saints, the Saints, they're always the favorite. Don't forget that. Yeah, and it's like, well, they always don't win in the playoffs, and they always complain, and Drew Brees can't throw it long, and James Harden can't show up in big games. Like, I actually think that's a legit comparison. What do you guys think? I mean, I got so – I, like, actually got bored watching the Saints. Like, love you, Drew Brees. <laughs> but I actually got bored because like he just Rockets. throws it three yards down the fucking field. Oh, fuck. I want to Ro- see Josh is a Rockets say. fan all of a sudden. And I mean, but like you say, they just they're high scoring offense, they pass he fifty does. times a game. They never win though. What do you think about that, Josh? You know, as as the biggest Rockets fan in the world, first of all, Rockets super fan, Josh Bilker. Um, <laughs> I have to say I resent this comparison. No, uh one hundred percent I think um the only thing is I think Kamara is kind of a He's like a legitimate superstar. Oh and yeah, I think like he. It was effortless what he did on Sunday night. I didn't watch most of the game. I was watching the um, Celtics losing uh, six there, which was definitely really fun to watch. That was great. But um, I, yeah, I mean, it's. I think you're right. If you're defining it based on coming through in big moments, however, I will say I I got to do the obligatory Saints defenses. Uh, the PI call against the Rams and yeah, that was bad. They've had a couple yeah, that, like, and then the miracle, Minnesota miracle, right? Like they've had 
yeah, unbelievable no way in bad hell Falcon look. That Saints team but is I beating still that's agree that they're bullshit, team. Brian, because they're bullshit. And they play in the dome, and they have all everything. They always, and that's like how the Rockets had like, oh, Chris Paul was hurt. It's always that little excuse. And it's like yeah. you're good, but like shut up. Okay, so let's go. If we look at this NFC South, I think all your points are valid, Josh. Don't worry, um, Josh. When you're looking at this <laughs> NFC South. So all the Saints who beat the Bucks in Week One, they're now one and two. The Bucks are two and one with a game lead over the Saints, and you assume maybe in this next matchup the Bucks might get the best of them. What is your out? What do you think is going to happen down this, the stretch of this NFC South division? Do you like the Bucks? Do you like the Saints? What are you thinking? Um, no, yeah, I think un- crazily enough, I think you got to go with Tom Brady in this, and. Uh, which is ridiculous because Tom Brady's been playing like shit and nobody's really talking really about Really under the radar, yeah. Really <laughs> under the radar because they're still winning both these games. But who did they play last week? It was um, – I know this week they played Broncos. They played the Broncos. Like a third sh- they beat um, – the week before, did they beat Carolina? Yeah, they beat Carolina. That's what I want to say. It was Carolina. And I kind of – like it doesn't – I don't know. I, I don't think either. This is going to be the uh, NFC South of, was that 2014 or 15 when they were all, all the 8-8s? Like, I think, yeah, they were all 8 and eight. I think the Panthers got in the playoffs at like 7-8-1, mm. I want to say. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be really similar to that season, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think we're going to see it as much because I think I the Buccaneers are a genuinely good team. They've got great receivers mm-hmm. and honestly a great defense that I don't think – People really saw that coming. So I picked the Bucks to win this division going into the season, but can I? Something is scaring me about that pick so much, and it kind of is what we were just talking about. Is it forty-three-year-old Tom Brady? No, it's just the Bucks remind me exactly of the Packers last year. That's like fair. they're gonna get fucking steamrolled yeah. in the playoffs by a really good team. And yeah. I think, like, all the signs were there with the Packers last year. It's like, oh, they're winning, but, like, eh, that is not looking good. If the Bucks keep kind of squeaking by, I mean, they're playing the Chargers next week. So, I mean, I bet on the Chargers I can say that. Um, it's I think that there's a fraud level to the Buccaneers. That is, It hurts me to say that, though, because they have Tom Brady, so I don't know if I can really say that. But Are you guys I, both going Bucks right now? I would go Bucks. yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in the Drew Brees. Or the zero three Falcons. No. I, I'm, I'm, so, why are they? Why are they a football team anymore? Dude, Jesus. I poor guys. Um, I, I I feel for them. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that later. Let's get into this uh this next game. And um oh. Guys, I hear an announcement. Me too. Hear ye, hear ye! It is my great honor to announce that the stallion rides again. 35-32, Bills beat the Rams. The stallion, Josh Allen. Oh, my God, he goes off again. Let's talk about his passing and rushing numbers this year as he leads the Buffalo Bills to 3-0 and circles the wagons. He has 1,038 passing yards, 10 passing touchdowns to one interception, as well as 84 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Your early dark horse MVP candidate, Josh the Stallion. Allen. I like that. That was really good. I'll let I, you go, I, Josh. You're more frustrated about some this claps. One. I mean, he just yeah, fucking so, like, yeah, the stallion, like Josh is like, oh, I'm going to take the Rams. And the stallion's like, I'm an <laughs> avid listener to the pineapple couch. Josh for taking okay. the Rams one every hey, week. Hey, 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 what number does going? Josh Allen wear? 12, I don't know. 17. 17. Seven. Oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> 
Don't forget that, big dog. I'm loyal to 17. And so, Josh, you know, I understand. You come out, and you're on the pineapple couch, and you pick the Rams. And then a fellow Josh, Josh Allen, who's Aren't an avid listener of the pineapple today? couch, hears that. <laughs> and he goes out and takes care of business. What are your initial reactions to this game, Josh? Well, uh, first of all, the, the P.I. call was ridiculous, first of all. I, I mean, Amen. That was... I, I, yeah, it was bad. Forgot was the bad. Rams were the Saints. Rams really <laughs> yeah. should be yeah. complaining about PI no, calls. I, I, yeah, you know, oh my god, you know what I didn't realize about your Rockets comparison is the the complaining about calls comparison that you didn't even I said highlight, that actually. I said that. Oh, I totally missed that. I just kind of said it as okay. bitching though. Thank and you I was for very listening. angry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, I think people forget that the Rockets released like a 120 page report or whatever about how they don't get calls. Which is hilarious. But anyways, back to the NFL. Um uh specifically Josh Allen. Shout I I still like the Rams going forward. So do I, but they should they showed me a lot in that game, I think. The ability how much were they down by? Forty eight to three and Jared Goff has a lucky four minutes. Oh please. Yeah. Rams are frauds. (laughs) That's Aaron Donald is legitimate. Okay. Well, the sky is blue. (laughs) (laughs) i mean the rams though i'm not saying that the rams like i wouldn't go as far as andrew to say they're frauds i think it's a little like easy up on the rams but i thought that more for that was a torch this what the fuck is Jalen ramsey doing he sucks terrible josh allen though he took that drive at the end of the game he gets them to win. I had confidence in him when that was happening. I thought Josh Allen was going to go and score. And we're talking about how Lamar Jackson can't do shit. Andrew, Let give me, me a fucking Brian, stat. You're going to like this. Like, great little segue, by the way. Uh, Josh Allen, seven game-winning drives since 2019, the most in the NFL. It's the stallion. So that's something to pay. So that's, a, that's a good stat to have. Something Lamar doesn't have one win of. So, You know, I, I got to say, I mean... T- for all like the eye test will tell you Josh Allen sucks for for most accounts. Um, but this season's different. I will I will give it up for the stallion. The hands are in the air. No, folks. no Josh Allen slander. <laughs> no, no Josh Allen slander. I'm just saying it's unexpected that he would be leading the league in the. You know how court. pissed I Josh mean, Allen just, is going to be when he listens to this podcast, Josh. He's going to send me so <laughs> many text messages about how you were rude to him. You do not talk about that See, man the like that. Between, so the I, the Bills actually like. They were winning twenty-eight to three or whatever it was, and they almost blew it. But the old, every other Bill team blows that, and this Bill team didn't. Josh Allen, it's just, he's special. He makes plays in the fourth quarter. I know it's like I'm I, talking about. I think he's really good. I'm not over exaggerating. Jared Goff is really bad. I'm. I'm so do off I. On him, he like don't even not even he's, like set like like twenty-fifth best quarterback in the league. I think Sean McVay has to be so creative with all the little like routes he does with Robert Woods behind the back swing. I'd rather have Justin just Herbert to make him mm-hmm. look decent. The Rams suck, guys. All right, Josh, go ahead. I, I have a take. Is I think Josh Allen, and this is going to sound like an insult, and I don't mean it as an insult at all, B Rob. But I think Josh Allen is the best version of Jameis Winston. Whoa. This is gonna sound. That's gonna sound like an insult. It is. is like, I, what if Josh? Josh well, okay, hey, here's my counter. Here's my counter, Josh. What if Josh Allen's the next Brett Favre? He could be. You're, that's that's also. You know, I think that's. I think we're saying the same Lamar thing Jackson's here. I think. Pick, I mean. Okay, there's a big there's a big difference between Jameis Winston and Brett Favre, and I, I think Josh I Allen isn't. I mean, I. Yeah, it's like, He's like a, a Hall of Fame difference, so that is quite a strong take there. So, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. 
I mean, but I, I mean, I think we're we're somewhat saying the same thing. Where I think the best version of Jameis Winston, if he like, if you played out his career ten times, it's Brett Favre. It, it, based on that, I'm just trying to dig myself out of this hole. Honestly. Yeah, guys, I yeah, think Jameis. Yeah. Winston, I, I usually will jump in the hole with James my guys, Winston but if right you're now. going against the Stallion, I'm not jumping in with you. Let's uh, let's get to this next game. I think Andrew's got something for us. Um, so the Seahawks they take care of business against the Cowboys, thirty-eight to thirty-one. Um. Before Andrew goes, I just want to say one thing. How incredibly inflated are Dak Prescott's stats going to be this year with all these? <laughs> Andrew, okay. go. That was literally my point. Was like, like the passing yards are such an overrated stat in the NFL because the top five people it's last insane. year, none of them made the playoffs. This guy, they're always like sucking Dak's dick, and he's like, oh my god, they, he just. The Cowboys' greatest quarterback ever. He had 460-something yards. He's like, yeah, he lost. And plus, DK Metcalf gave him a fucking touchdown. So they really lost by two touchdowns, and it wasn't even close. I hate – I don't like Dak Prescott. I think the Cowboys suck. I think passing yards mean absolutely nothing. Go ahead, boys. Josh, go. Uh, I was going to say, that reminds me a lot of a certain basketball player in Houston, the way you're talking about it, name of James Harden. Inflating his stats, his points per game, high usage. It's more like a Devin all this Booker. Bullshit. Oh, they should trade Devin for Prescott. The same. But Devin Booker proved us wrong. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> so you guys are onto something. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just saying, like, they're gonna show this at the end of the season. Mm. He's gonna be like, let me look at look at my numbers. I have 450 yards per game every single game. And, the, and he's going to be like, I want $40 million. And then let's and keep in mind, it's down. always when he's chasing two or three touchdowns because the Cowboys are never in the game. And then when they're in the game, when you need him most, and the light can, shine brightest is Stephen A. We, Smith, the Cowboys I are gone. I think we brought this up before, guys, but can we acknowledge how absolutely insane Dak's weapons are? Dude. Yeah. I mean, he has, he has four the, legit, amazing wide receivers. He has, he has the, the greatest the, offensive line. He has, the, he has the number one running back in the NFL right now because McCaffrey and Barkley are hurt, I would say. And he literally has it's three receivers that would be a number one receiver on most teams. He's got three of them. I agree. Yeah, CD Lamb looks really good. Um, Cooper, all four, all four of um, Cowboys receivers would be better than any Packers receiver right now because Devontae Adams is hurt. Yeah, I agree. But then this there's is, Alan Lazardo last night looking like whatever for Aaron Rodgers. You know? Yeah. And um yeah, so I just think okay, here's a question I guess I'm gonna put this to you guys before we go to the next game. The Cowboys suck. I think we all agree on that. I still think they're gonna win the NFC Absolutely. East. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah, with like right a now nine it's and the seven. one and they're tied with the frick uh, the excuse me, the Washington team. And yeah, I didn't even bleep that out last week. I <laughs> hope our podcast doesn't get taken down. Okay, <laughs> quick second. Eagles, what the hell? You, you, okay, let's get to that right now. Let's get to that right now. We thought Doug Peterson had balls. No, he is like 25th on balls of coaches now. Oh, he's he literally so, conceded he fucking, against the two win Bengals because of a fall. Yeah, the Eagles like tied the Bengals. Or 50, a big deal, man. Or I just, just had this... a Hail Mary and run the clock out. I mean, dude, the. It is crazy how my opinion of someone has fallen so fast. I think it was about four weeks ago, Andrew, we were giving out um, dark horses for MVPs, and I gave you Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Wentz, and I thought we both were like, oh, those are pretty good dark horses. My opinion of Carson Wentz. He's sliding it's so fast. And it's like, like part of it is because they, they really don't have 
Like, I don't have anything, but he never has like for like a year and a half. But what the hell? But Nick Foles took him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like that thing's got to be on his head, like in his mind, all the time, right? I, I, he's got to go Absolutely. somewhere else, Carson Wentz. He just needs a change of scenery because Philadelphia will has pitchforks outside his house every Sunday, and I don't think he can take it anymore. Yeah, well, speaking of Nick Foles, Chicago Bears, the Falcons. Let's let, we'll frame it this way: the Falcons. Here they go. They're just um. They're uh, up with a big lead again. And folks, there's I would rather there's nothing more dangerous in sports than the Atlanta Falcons with a big lead. I, I have they lost to the um the Bears who bring in Nick Foles and they win the Bears win thirty to twenty six. I'm gonna go to Josh, but I just have one I have one bullet point that I wrote down about the this game. The Falcons should quit. They should just <laughs> not play a game. They should just be done. Like, I mean, Matt Ryan has lost his man card okay. a billion a times. So last week when they were winning whatever the 99.1% chance to win that game at a certain point. Yeah. Yesterday, 98.1% chance to win when they were up by 16. Since the Super Bowl, our boy Dan Quinn. Anyone want to take a guess of the record in 35 games since that lovely 28-3 to Super Bowl? Mm, six and twenty-nine. Ten, ten and nineteen. Yeah. Fourteen and twenty-one. But yeah. it's very well, bad for being a Super Bowl team two or three years ago. I mean, okay. Is he fired? Did he get fired today? No, but he should be. Um, the no, Atlanta Falcons I, are I, within a day. The Atlanta Falcons are the only NFL team that makes me like happy that I'm a Chargers fan. Yeah, <laughs> I would like. Yeah, like I watched that. that I'm more. like, wow. Like Nate Katie missed three field goals, but that like really sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Josh. Like the whole so team collapse. Yeah, Josh. So the Falcons suck. I think a lot of teams <laughs> suck. What are you thinking? So I was gonna I was gonna pose this question. Also, here's here's the thing though. I think before before I get into it is the Falcons. They have a good offense. No. I mean, are, are when it more, matters, no. I mean, for two quarters, no, I yes, guess so. but thirty minutes, no. I'm just wondering what a new, if a new coach could come in here, change up the culture, no, maybe make a run in the NFC South because we, I think it's going to be shit this year. I think there's some things you can't change, and I think Atlanta's cursed, and they've always been cursed in football. And I don't think the Falcons you probably, will ever get over. I this. think you need to get rid of Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn. <laughs> you you just need to get <laughs> rid of the everybody. Worst duo ever. I mean, would you rather have? <laughs> I mean, uh, and Matt Ryan go play somewhere and else. Anthony too. Lynn or Dan Quinn hey, and Matt don't, Ryan. Don't 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 associate Phil with Anthony Lynn. I'm not gonna let you do that. <laughs> I saw him much more smiley this week because they kicked the Jets' ass. So it's good that he's happy and he didn't have uh, to. There deal was with, this like, highlight reel of him just like saying "daggummit" and all those <laughs> things, and I, I'm just glad he's happy. I mean, it's like really one of those things. After watching the Chargers games this year, I'm so happy to see Herbert doing well. And, or not like just like showing that his promise and like the Austin Eckler has been amazing. Joey Bosa has been one of the, if not the best defensive player in the NFL so far, but it is really nice to see Phillip Rivers not like with Anthony Lynn and have that on him. Like, I mean, he's not even playing that crazy well this year. The Colts oh, we will go into this really quick. Cause I had this written down. Um, they beat the jets 36 to seven. We were joking about how I should bet them minus 11. I actually should have. Kicking um, yourself today, honestly. I am, but I mean, actually, I, I, I had a, a very nice weekend, but um, that we don't count NBA and college football on this. Um, 
Shout out to Brandon Walker. I just want to say that really quickly. If you don't know who he is, I freaking love him for giving me that Mississippi State money line against LSU. Let's fucking go. Um, um, Mike Leach, great coach. Mike Leach is great. We got we to gotta get some more college football coming. We'll do that, folks. Don't worry, because the Pac-12 is going to play the Big Ten. It's going to be good. We're going to get that going. Um, but uh, So the Colts defense, they have six picks so far. It's leading the NFL. This Colts team is legit at least defensively and running the ball. They're getting it a little bit better to the wide receivers. What do we think about this AFC South? Titans, Wait, Colts, are they like two and one or three? No. Two and one. They lost who, the Jags week one on uh, that Gardner Minshew yeah, magic. That's right. And then who did they lose to? Or then who did they play they last won, um, Did fuck. they beat the Broncos? No, that doesn't sound right. It, it wasn't. I have it right in front I'll of me. Let me. I'm looking it up. Um, they beat the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm. I, you know, I kind of like the Colts better than the Titans, honestly. Uh, after three weeks, I think just a little bit. I'm still gonna take the Titans because I feel like the Titans haven't played good football, but they're three. They're like the Bears. They didn't so have AJ and Brown. Yeah, ways either. to win right now. And, True, and that's that's a sign of a good team, except maybe mm-hmm. not when the Bears. And then I wonder, yeah. like, if the. We hate the Texans, but I'm just saying they've played the like three of the top five teams in football. They're the, one of the best zero three teams of all time, and the Bears are one of the worst Easily. three and zero teams of all time. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I was gonna say. Speaking of zero and three, though, is we have how many? How many zero and three teams do you guys think we have in the league? Right I'm gonna now? say the Jets, the Giants, um, that's uh, the easy. Falcons, oh, the, Falcons. Um, the Broncos. The Broncos. I don't think of one. Yep, all you guys are right. The Vikings, and then um, let's look at let's 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 do a little shimmy. The the Dolphins? No, they won. No, the Dolphins. The, won. Um, no, I think I think you got them all. You guys just oh, said it them at the same time. Oh yeah, Brian. yeah. Okay. So oh. it's five. But uh, and then technically, if you want to throw in the uh, the Bengals and the Eagles at oh two and one, you could also potentially. But oh, so oh fuck. So the question is, how many teams do you think you're gonna go are gonna go winless one this season? Zero. You think zero? I haven't seen. I think one. the last one was the Lions, right? Has anyone done do, it besides the Lions? The Browns. I do not think the New York Jets will win a football game. No, the Browns That's beat the Chargers, exa- dude. I don't think the Browns went to the Browns went one and fifteen because they beat the Chargers on Christmas Eve. Brian and I, oh my, thanks, Josh. That was a shitty Christmas. Why? Why did you just have to ruin Christmas Chargers for me, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> they went. What, if you're talking about like three or four years no, ago, they, they beat the Chargers. I think they might have gone zero and sixteen and then one and fifteen. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. Is they had that's how years. bad the Browns are. I think they had they had a because it was the year they had Harnocks the year after. Okay, yeah, yeah. Win, I actually think Josh is right, but Josh did yeah uh, so actually bring up a bad memory. So still, if that. anything, Andrew brought it up for the record. But oh, Andrew, how dope is Josh's shirt? Do you see that? You see Josh's Twin Peaks shirt? Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, Josh. I'm still wearing Twin Peaks shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I I gotta say the Jets I think are legitimately zero and sixteen candidates mm-hmm. easily, easily. They're bad. I, I, oh, the, Adam Gase the, sucks. The next time they play no. the Dolphins or something, they gotta win one. They have to win one game. They do. They do. The play odds the Dolphins. are definitely in your favor. I wonder if there's a week bet. Fourteen when you bet when you fade the Jets, they're gonna kick that team's ass on purpose. So just what do you think that. right now? The odds are. I don't know if we could find this, but the odds are on a team going under or not winning a game. It's probably like plus. 750 plus 850 right i feel like that's higher, fucking r- yeah week three i feel like honestly plus 3, I mean, like, that just doesn't happen that 30 often. to one but also 
the Broncos aren't good either. They just lost like two of their starting quarterbacks. Not two of their starting, but like still but they're they bringing lost, in an lost. absolute rocket. Blake Bortles. But but then again, they're <laughs> playing the Jets this Thursday, so this See, might be their lone win. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but but the, they, they I think, are also 0-16 candidates. And then the Giants without Saquon Barkley, for, remember, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, going off your point, though, Josh, about how you think there's like so many bad teams this year, I completely agree. And I think that the reason we're seeing that is because of usually like there's there's probably every year like a bunch of bad teams like this right but because of the no like the short pre like no preseason the lack of training camp the lack of all this shit yeah some teams are just like leagues and leagues behind other teams and like that's like the Jets the Giants and like some of these teams we're seeing no I you're right mm-hmm. absolutely right it's it's a weird thing to keep in keep in mind in the back of their mind as we go forward is I think this is going to be an outlier of the season. So yeah. you have the Jets winless. If I had to choose a team, I would go Jets winless, and I would also put a bet on that. I mean, just because I, I like action. I love it. <laughs> um. Okay. So I, I'm gonna I go just, over. There's some... nothing redeemable. Yeah. Um. So quickly. Um. The Chargers lost to the Panthers, 21 to 16. But Herbert puts up a second back-to-back 300-yard game in his second start. So he's the third quarterback ever to do that in his first two starts. I believe Kyler Murray, and I forget the other one. Who was it? Was it Russell Wilson? Was It It was someone someone like that. Um, I don't want to harp too much on this because the Chargers are not that good of a team this year, but I really have liked what I've seen out of Herbert this year. I think he's tough. I think... um, I think he's he's a good player, and I think that Anthony Lynn is going to get fired at the end of the season from what I have seen, and I'm very happy about that because I want them to be separated, but I think Herbert it, it can withstand. I don't think he'll get stained by Anthony Lynn and his bad coaching, if that makes sense. What do you I mean, think? do they, like, one, six and a half. One of the Chargers ever been six and a half point favorites. It's crazy. Two, they should have won. They had the hook and ladder oh, they to Eckler have there. Won that. It was, and it's like if yeah. you if you watch the full game, it was really like Carolina ball control and then like two or three terrible turnovers, but they just kept the ball away from Herbert. Mm-hmm. And it's like I felt like I watched Justin for 12 mm-hmm. minutes yesterday. Yeah, and Herbert, like the thing is, it's like if this is his second game starting, I'm, I expect one turnover like that a game. Yeah. And maybe and it, more sometimes. It was but really I thought, it was the Josh Kelly one. It was the second one when you were already turning yeah. down and it's like shit. Well, just snowballs when it's the Chargers. Um, okay, Andrew, this is going to be the last uh, NFL thing we talk about, and then we'll quickly go to MLB and NBA before we talk about some Doc Rivers stuff with Josh. Um, I hate to bring up bad memories, but this was one of your best bets, but I just really wanted to hear what you thought about what happened to him. The Cardinals lost 26-23 to the Lions. Kyler did not look that good. He threw three picks, could have thrown four. What are you taking away from that? I don't I, – I'm all disclosure – I ended up on Sunday betting on the Cardinals, so I didn't disagree. But what do we think of this? Are the Cardinals frauds? What are we? What are we taking from it? I kind of well, the Lions are kind of pesky. I feel like they play Stafford's a lot of close. Good. They always kind of play last hail mary game. I feel like they have the most hail mary wins or losses. I've seen Matt Stafford connect in those last kind of plays, and it was just like you know, week three, the Cardinals are still young. We're like, holy crap, we're Growing supposed to be pants. this good, and they just they kind of they stumbled a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yeah, still what do you think, Josh? Though, and it's like I had to. We had to consider that not all these teams are going to be defeated, and they're going to you know eventually you're going to cough up here and there. Uh, so the thing I have is this is a really tough division, though, and I don't know if you can afford to make those kind of mistakes. Unfortunately, in the long run, 
this is in in regardless is lines you're right they're they're feisty they're all every kind of like scrappy uh synonym you can think of but this is a game they should have won yeah and i i don't want to be hard on kyler murray because i still love kyler murray and i love this arizona team i'm just gonna play the bad guy on this one and i think this is this is a little scary if um if you're a kyler pessimist yeah well i think the i think that's a great point and I mean, just the NFC West is so good. Like, we're talking about how the Rams are frauds or whatever. I mean, the Rams are still, like, if the I mean, Rams were in the NFC East, the they'd win that. If the Rams were in the NFC East, they'd win the NFC East probably. Easily. Any of these teams Easily. Would. I mean, so yeah. it's like, in the Niners, they are depleted injury-wise. I mean, they're still good, though. They still have that system. Debo Samuel, um, I think, is coming back this week, too. Yeah, and he's he's really good. And then that Brandon Ayuk receiver they have, uh, he got a touchdown this week, too, and he's, he's good. The Niners will continue to manufacture stuff pretty much out of nothing for as long as the injuries will go. Nick Mullins is a good quarterback, backup quarterback. He's always ready. Kyle Shanahan is almost like How long is he's kind of like a Mike Budenholzer. How long is Jimmy Was G that? right now? Jimmy uh, G's one to two weeks, I think. He might be back yeah. this week. Um, but what do you guys think about um, my comparison of Kyle Shanahan to Mike Budenholzer? Of just great in the regular season, can make anything work, but in the playoffs, things kind of go downhill. It's just, all right. Let's talk about Andrew's had, like, teams that he likes and how they always crumble in the playoffs. You know, Mike Budenholzer on the Chargers. One I get it. Okay. Okay. The okay. They're the Hawks. It's. Yeah, I, I just. Know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I just casual, thought it was kind of casual interesting. throw out there. Casual throw out there. Well, we're gonna get in like a week or two. We're gonna after the finals. We're gonna okay. get like just this. Like Josh and I are gonna just have like a therapy session with Andrew, and just ask him every single question he doesn't want to talk about about the Bucks. There's a lot of questions to do. <laughs> so, well, we, um, we we can postpone it. We'll, we'll make that next week, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Um. Okay. Anything else on the NFL before we move into a little MLB and NBA, guys? Yeah, I got nothing for now. Yeah, okay, let's go into it. Andrew, um, MLB playoffs start tomorrow. Um, you, being the sharp that you were, I believe your uh, preseason pick for the World Series was Rays-Dodgers. And the Rays and winning. I, Make that clear. The Rays, and are, the Rays are winning. The Dodgers, because I hate them. And then I believe I had the A's beating the Cubs. Yes. If the and, A's um, the Cubs. And those... But, Still a chance, though. So. Still a chance. Um, Josh, what were you, you thinking the start of the season? Did you have a strong take? No, honestly, I I really did Big not red give sock a sh- guy less with that of red a sock shit. Hat on? I was waiting for someone to bring it up. I <laughs> I honestly <laughs> I I couldn't give less of a shit about baseball this year. Well, it's be better honest. than being a Dodgers fan. So, Andrew, yeah. what do we? Let's quickly. What do you think about these playoffs? Do you still like the race to take it all? Uh, um, We'll get more into this Dude, as the playoffs so go hard on, because but it's like the first series they're playing like the like the Padres are playing at home. The first series, for example, the second round if they're in advance, then the National League teams go to Arlington and Houston to play in a bubble, and then the American League teams go to San Diego and Los Angeles to play, and then they continue from the and it's just the most confusing thing because they change things every freaking day. They added two playoffs teams the opening day of baseball, so they added two more playoff teams. Um, I happen? think like upset alert. Like I think the the Reds are going to beat the Braves. Reds are the seventh seed. They're going to play the Braves are the two seed right now. Okay. Reds are going to win that. Um, 
overall, my biggest take is I freaking hate 16 playoff teams. And this reminds me yeah. of basketball. And this is why people hate NBA playoffs in the first round, I think, because it's just so many teams. And it's like the Giants got eliminated yesterday. It took them until yesterday to get eliminated. And they're fucking awful. Gabe. They're so bad. Hey, hey, Mike is And it's game. different than baseball's different. You can beat the Dodgers yeah. in two games, three games compared mm. to basketball. No, wins. I think, um, okay. Here's before we move on to um, the NBA really quick. I just want to see what you think about this, Andrew. I think actually what this 60 game NLB season showed is why it's so great that there's 162, but no one wants to admit that. A hundred percent, exactly, because because it means fucking something. Exactly, you don't play for six months. You don't play get 18 off days in 180 days. And dude, and just to have thing, like, like this team roll, like if the Giants were the Marlins, like the Marlins made it this year, guys. Come on, yeah. But like and if what like if, it's it's so fucking annoying because um the MLB and they get all this shit about the um their seasons too long. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second, but I why do people just want 60 important baseball games? That's not what baseball's fucking about. Baseball is about having it on your TV all the time and it's always going to happen. Dude, you don't need sad. to be staring at it every second because exactly. there's 162 games. And now it's just it's fucking we're in September 28th and it feels like it's freaking June 11th. And That's it's like why oh I the like playoffs are starting. You don't have to like great cuz football I can do that and basketball I can do that watch every single play but baseball you can be casual, you can be reading a book, you can talk to people. I mean it's nice to do other things while you're watching a baseball game. Um, it just sucks. I I, just, um, I mean, I, I'm going to watch all the baseball games in the playoffs. And I, I mean, obviously, I'm not opposed to playoff baseball. I just think that the last I just thing, wish more people would admit what we just talked about. You know, Baseball's the only major sport that got screwed that nobody's talking about because they got the shortened season and they got this extended play. Everything's different for them. But yeah, basketball but Andrew, what's the best continue? sport for social distancing? Baseball. What the oh, fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Korean baseball has been going on this entire time. <laughs> so, I mean, Shit. for instance. Um, yeah. But, like, right, when does lo- basketball start again? Like, they're going to end and then, like, two weeks they start right back up? Like, what's no, going well, on? they're going to go. Like, I think January. they're going to end up going Christmas or January. Is that so yeah. the yeah, new season's always going to start in January now or what? Uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a. No, I they'll think, probably. They'll I think probably they should do Christmas. Season. Yeah, going I, 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 they don't even know yet. Uh, draft, I think, is getting pushed back. Too yeah, it on is. Top of that. They're going to yeah, delay so. the NBA season until they can put fans in the seats because the players are going to try to do some shit with like the CBA, like of how they won't play until there's fans because they won't make enough money. It's going to be a whole thing, I think. But that's a little out of the way. Let's uh, wrap up tonight's podcast with the little NBA Finals talk. Game one is on Wednesday. Um, we'll have more coverage of that for you on the Pineapple Couch this week. Um Heat Lakers, uh, the Heat. I gotta say, Andrew, even though they beat your Bucks, one of the most fun playoff teams stories to watch in a while, right? Like just a, a fun team to root for. I love Jimmy Butler, yeah, Tyler Hero, blast, Duncan man. Robinson. Uh, but I mean, take I out the Bucks saying. thing. But like that, they're watching no, they've been the like Celtics. A legit underdog that everyone always mm-hmm. had the Raptors, Celtics, Bucks, and didn't really consider the Heat. Mm-hmm. You guys always want to throw them in there because yeah. you guys are love Jimmy Butler, Alpha Ness, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but. Um, We're big alpha If guys. you're gonna lose, you might as well be to the team that makes the championship to make that exactly. loss look a little worse or better. I guess. No, I, yeah, Josh. What are their chances against the Lakers? Uh, I'd say not very good. If I'm gonna be honest, I think it's gonna be competitive, but I still think I like the Lakers in five, five or six. Five. Let's yeah. go five, okay. Josh. Um, I'm gonna. I, I'd go five. I'm if gonna. I, if I were to bet, I'm gonna close today's podcast with this. An unbiased take, right? 
This is okay. I'm gonna <laughs> set the stage completely for this. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not a giant fan of LeBron James. What? And I've bet I'm against sorry. him constantly in these playoffs. Not doing too well, but you know. I will pose this statement to you. What team, what coach, what general manager, and what specific defender know how to fuck with LeBron James more than anyone? And the defender besides Kawhi Leonard. The answer to that question would be Pat Riley, who is his former GM of the Heat, who does not like LeBron James, is on the record. The coach would be Eric Spolstra, who coached LeBron in the Heat and knows all his weaknesses. The defender would be Andre Iguodala, who has been mashed up on him. And not only do they have Andre Iguodala, they have Jay Crowder. They have... um, They'll throw Butler on him. They can throw Butler on him. I mean, and they have Bam Adebayo to match up on Anthony Davis. I understand the star power of the Lakers, but it's still LeBron. (laughs) I'm taking the Heat in seven or six or seven. Taking the Heat in six or seven, and I will be placing that future immediately after six this or seven what's it gonna be i want to know six or seven i'm gonna take the heat in six there we go also they can also hide hero and robinson Dude, the scoring that hero and robinson can get is something that the yeah. lakers cannot don't, match. I mean, but don't you My think favorite some of those young guys who, like they're in the finals are gonna be a little nervous pissing i mean what Ky- tyler bit. hero is coming hero, off of 20 points per game yeah, in the yeah fucking eastern conference finals, finals is 37. fucking a supermodel he's doing pretty well yeah, and can happen to anyone just saying. I mean, I think it. I just think that the. I don't think it's going to be a Lakers route. I think that the Heat have a lot. No. The, my favorite lineup of these entire playoffs has been when the Heat roll out: Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, or wait, Jay, or Andre Iguodala and Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. And it's just they can I, guard everything, and they the Lakers are the favorite. I am not saying that they shouldn't be. I just I like the heat. I like what they're showing. Their energy in this bubble. If I'm supposed to take anything that we've seen in this bubble seriously about how it's affecting everything, the heat seem like they're built for this bubble. And so I'm going to ride that. It's got the value. I like the heat in 6 or 7. And for my personal reasons, I also I stand by that because I I just don't support child labor in China like LeBron. What about underage drinking? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't let my kids underage drink smoking. wine at 10. I mean, yeah, it's freaking. <laughs> but who's the last do drugs, team? Kids. Was it the Mavericks without like this star power, with the same kind of star power as this Heat team? Because I feel like star power always wins in the NBA. Is yeah, that, I mean, that, I like, just think though one? that every once in a while, that that Mavs team, who'd they beat? They beat the first incarnation of that Heat team that were a super team that weren't put together perfectly yet, and it was a little older. And you could argue that this Lakers team, although it has great star power, has a few holes, and that this Heat team could exploit yeah. them. I mean, the, the Lakers are the favorite. I'm just giving you guys the case of why I'm going to go the Heat. Unbiasedly, too. Remember that. Unbiased. That's what I'm all yeah. about. I mean, I'm just here in the B-Rob cave, just grinding the numbers, you know, coming off in a fantastic weekend, just trying to do good for the people. Um, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Josh. Always a pleasure to have both of you on. And a, a thank you to both of you for this. was a Skype call, but this was the inaugural uh, Pineapple Couch episode in our new undisclosed location in San Francisco, California. <laughs> yeah, it's in San Francisco. The new studio. It's a new studio. It's, it's crazy in here. It's, uh, it's everything. It's like the Joe Rogan studio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we'll be right back here on the Pineapple Couch with some breaking news about the NBA and the Clippers and Doc Rivers with Josh Bilker. Stay tuned. Thank you.
All right, welcome back onto the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, and we have a bit of breaking news here on this Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Doc Rivers and the Los Angeles Clippers have officially parted ways. He's been there since 2013, went 564 and 356 in his time with the LA Clippers, never made it to a conference finals. And to break this all down, after probably the this year was the biggest expectation as the Clippers have ever had, we're talking to our our man, our Clippers friend, fan, also our NFL insider, and our NBA insider. It's Josh Bilker. Josh, how we feeling? Well, I'm I'm feeling a lot better after that kind of intro. That that was uh, very flattering. <laughs> that can be nice sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and um I. I don't know how to feel about this. I kind of saw this coming after, uh, just, I mean, all these stats that have been thrown up since the Clippers lost in the bubble, it's it's bad. Uh, Doc Rivers is the only coach to lose multiple 3-1 leads in a playoff. And also, I, a bunch of Laker fans especially, too, have been thrown out on Twitter that uh, Doc Rivers has only won three Three series as the Clippers head coach, while Frank Vogel, in his first year as the Lakers, uh, won three in a row. <laughs> so tied. It's crazy, yeah. too, because like, we like to think about the Clippers as, not like to, but we just have always thought about the Clippers kind of as this cursed franchise, right? Which they are. But if you, uh, okay, really quickly, side note, Josh is wearing a sweet Twin Peaks t-shirt right now. I just need to let the listeners know that. I love that. That's a great shirt. Yeah, thank um, you. But... Back to the Clippers, like they have this terrible reputation for being cursed and all that. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The last 10 years, I do not feel like the Clippers have been cursed. They've had so many opportunities. Yeah, they might have gotten fucked over and not won, but Doc Rivers certainly, I thought, felt like had the firepower to do a lot better than he did in the last eight years. What do you think? No, I, I agree. The only other like aside, I'd say, or, or um, opposing view to that is like Chris Paul gets hurt at some of like the worst opportune moments mm-hmm. is the thing, and like it's it's bad when he injuries hurt. really hurt that uh, the first the Lob City era with Blake and definitely, Chris Paul definitely, and that's really I'd say the only other window this team has had uh, and up until now I'd say I think there's I would say there's two windows that the Clippers in this like if you're looking back as a Clippers fan the two hardest things would be. This year, I think, is number one because you have Kawhi and you yeah. blow a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets and you don't get to have that battle of L.A. and now Doc Rivers leaves. So this is a huge moment. But the other one is the year that they blew the 3-1 lead to the Houston Rockets. Yeah, that, that was, was the year bad. they had the chance because the Warriors, they were really good that year, but they hadn't officially announced, like they hadn't won yet. So the Clippers no. really had a shot then. And so with that year and then this year, they blew both chances Doc's out. I think that even though I think Doc Rivers is a good guy, probably a good coach, I think he should have left a bit ago in LA. Probably. I don't think I don't, I don't, he I don't show think me anything. He, sh- he should have been a holdover from the era. He seemed to he did really well, I think, in that rebuild era, I guess, like the, the short retooling window mm-hmm. when uh they had, you know, that Patrick Beverly and uh, scrappy type yeah, team. Yeah, scra- scrappy team. And that that's like a Doc Rivers team, and I think he loved that team is the thing. And I think it's just maybe a case of an identity crisis with this, where you're adding two superstar players. Well, one superstar player in Kawhi Leonard, and well, we'll uh, get to Paul George. Yeah, we we will. And uh, I I think like you're adding this to the scrappy team. It's not going to instantly mean success. I think for as far as personality goes, especially because mm-hmm. Kawhi doesn't really have a personality as a. Um, 
uh, as a player. And most of the time, the the team just kind of assumes that personality, like the Spurs and the Raptors. They kind of just mm-hmm. took Kawhi's lead. And I think they just had... Spurs like, and Raptors had Kyle Lowry and Tim Duncan, though. I see your point, but they yes, already had established... Yeah. No, you're 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 absolutely right. I I just mean more so that uh, you're right. No, I think you're right though. There's like multiple team voices and leaders in this locker room already, especially with Doc Rivers already there, and it just mm-hmm. is never going to work when you have like Patrick Beverly is just such a he, he's like an energy feeder type thing, and mm-hmm. he, and Kawhi is like the exact opposite. Where it's just, I I mean I still think on paper this should have worked, and I still think it's a failure as an organization entirely, and. But I don't think it's entirely Doc Rivers' fault at all. I, do not I just either. think it, it's more so just the culture change, I think, is one of the biggest problems with that franchise. Is suddenly they're just expected to be this completely dominant championship team without ever having done any of it. And I, as much as Ka- I love Kawhi and has Kawhi's proven it, and he still has nothing else to prove to me, or I think any NBA fan, reasonable NBA fan. Mm-hmm. But I. I you know, it's it just it's it's maddening that they didn't kind of start over at any point. Um, is the thing? Yeah. So I have two things on this. One, the Clippers team, and I think maybe this was uh, exposed more because of the bubble and the unique circumstances. I can't remember. I, I I can remember something, but this Clippers team just felt like it really didn't like each other or didn't know each other. There was no camaraderie. I mean, and you heard that with stories about how. After the game seven, Paul George said to the whole team, "Like, hey guys, we're we're gonna come back next year stronger." And everyone's kind of looking at him like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Mm-hmm. All the rumors came out this year about how guys like Lou Will, Montrez Harrell, Pat Bev, all those guys like think they're just as good as Paul George and don't understand it. And so, my question to you and to the listeners is: Let's say the um, the Clippers signed Kawhi last year in the summer, right? Yeah. And then let's say Kawhi doesn't force the like doesn't say, Hey, I want Paul George. Let's say they don't trade for Paul George and they keep those picks, Shea Gilgit Alexander, Danilo Gallinari. I'm saying this not to hurt you, Josh. I think the Clippers would have won it all. I throw Danilo Gallinari and Shea Gilgit Alexander and then flexible draft picks for the future? I mean, what are we talking about here? Like L- listen, I I agree with you, but also in retrospect, you do that trade. Every time I, I'm telling, like Paul George is coming off an MVP voting, like top three MVP yeah, finishing season. Yeah. You Beta. make that trade if you can acquire two. But I mean, listen, Paul George, that was an all-time high value. I don't think people necessarily knew that at the time. Obviously, he was going to drop off, but you make that deal. Un- yeah, unfortunately, you, you have to make the move. I agree. Two two top ten guys in the league already. They they were saying they were going to be better than Anthony Davis, and LeBron, which is ridiculous in retrospect. But like I that's how was good people thought Paul George was going to be at the time. Well, um, it was ter- it was terrifying. What I think the Clippers, what kind of terrified everyone about the Clippers, what would be so scary is. I mean, what we just watched the last dance where you see oh, two wings just freaking dominating the league, Jordan and Pippen. And then in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics had a great run. Um, you see Tatum and Brown and how valuable that can be. And so when you look at the Clippers, it was just like, holy shit. Obviously, they're not Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, but they're older and better than Tatum and Brown. And this is the key. And so that um, that really fucks them up. Going forward, what does this team do? What do you get? Do you, do you try to trade Paul George? Do you try to trade Lou Will, Montrez Harrell? That's do you a, just a run question. it back? What do you, what see, do I do? See, okay, so I've been thinking about this for the last. Well, oh honestly, wait, really quick, really quick, really yeah. quick. Um, yeah. I cannot wait for the Warriors to skull fuck 
the Clippers every single time they play next. <laughs> yeah, they really going. they they talked a lot of shit, and made a lot of enemies, and it's just gonna have to be. They're just uh, the Clippers what, are like the Warriors' what? lap dog. It's like, oh, you're a little cute. You're a little cute. We'll give you a scratch. You want to make the finals? I was no, mention- no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Two, by the way, they played the Warriors really well that 2015 season. By the way, the the year mm-hmm. that they didn't make it to the conference final, and then they blew but a three one lead to a James yes. Hardenless Rockets team. Yes, no, no, no. I uh, totally accredited, but like I, oh, I must suck being I a Clippers to... fan. I, yeah, mean, I know. I'm I... I'm a Chargers fan, so I know exactly how it is. But man, this is just <laughs> this is just sad. So do you trade it Paul is. George? Sorry, what, what so, do you do? So here's the thing. Uh, I'm opening up any kind of Clippers offseason move or any. Uh, you know, retooling next season with that alone. It's going to be a retool. You only have Kawhi and Paul George for another year, guaranteed. Mm. And they can opt in, and, and maybe Paul George is actually going to opt in, which is going to be really funny. Uh, but you have to come back with a championship competing roster. Whether or not they're going to be good or or better they're not going to be better than, than they were on paper this year. Is, is I'm telling you yeah, that right now. I don't think right you now. need to be. No, and the thing is, originally, I thought the idea was maybe there were a lot of rumblings that they were going to keep Doc Rivers, and then you're thinking that, okay, Paul George is going to go, and now, obviously, I, I don't know, maybe maybe now you run it back, honestly, now that you've changed Doc Rivers, because I don't know, you've decided you that Paul George is- cheated on jo- uh, Doc Rivers' daughter. Yeah, yeah, I brought it up a lot, actually. Every time they mentioned the Seth Curry story, I was always yeah, like... Yeah. He probably told me that. Yeah, it's... Uh, Man, Paul George sucks. He he's just he, he's just the worst. Don't, how much do you hate Paul George right now? You know, it, like, again, know, it's, who your your most hated players on your favorite teams right now is Paul George. Just by far, like God, I hate you. See, here's the problem with me is that he's still from Palmdale at the end of the day, oh, and I shit. and I, I, and I respect that, that him. Changes for, everything. I know it respects. It's just that little thing. I fucking hate Paul George first of all, but I'm still gonna support him. Unfortunately, because he's Clay's from, from my hometown. So yeah, it's, but I love it's, Clay. So it's, yeah, like so, and and I love Clay too. So it's, it's <laughs> but like. It's like Paul George is like is so hard to root for in my opinion. Where it's just like I want to see him do well, but you're doing everything wrong and you're just completely just breaking my heart day in day I mean, out. Remember all that shit he talked to Dame Lillard? Yeah, that that's I was gonna bring that up too. That was just completely unnecessary and ridiculous. I mean, he was barking at Dame Lillard like yep. he was. I mean, first of all, I don't think anyone has ever thought Paul George is better than Damian Lillard. No. Maybe for like two weeks last year when he was going off that. But um, the Clippers, so this one thing I found interesting about the Clippers all year, I like smack-talking teams. I like teams who talk shit. I do. I mean, because think about it. Draymond Green's one of my favorite players in the league. I like that sort of shit. But there was something to the Clippers trash-talking all year long that to me was just like, okay, Patrick Beverly. Shut the fuck up. You're funny and you're good at defense. You ain't shit. Like, Montrez Harrell, you're going to talk shit to Luka? Luka could literally turd out a better game than you've ever played in your career. And it was just like this Clippers team just always talking shit, always talking shit about this stuff. And to me, it's like I like that, but it's like when are we going to remember? You guys are the fucking Clippers. I don't remember the Chargers coming out at the beginning of the season and being like, yeah, the fucking Patriots are so bad. Like, no, you're the Clippers. you got to earn it. And I get that that's who Patrick Beverly is. And Patrick Beverly looks like a buffoon right now. Him and Paul George, I hope they go get a place in Cancun together. That would be great because they the Damian Lillard somehow 
alpha the Clippers by not by losing to them. Yeah. No, no, I, I 100% agree. God, I wish the and listeners could see your eyes right now. I, you're I'm, so sad. I'm, I'm so defeated right now. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, because I have nothing. I, I don't even want to uh, honestly defend any action in that because it was just. I said it don't at the time. Roast it was them. Dumb. It was dumb at the time because, like, I don't know why the fuck they were going at Damian Lillard when they're not even going to see Damian Lillard until the next season. It's like you look like such a bitch right now. You, you just be humble in victory type thing. It's, yeah. But I get it. That's not who Patrick Beverly is. I don't Paul know George what the fuck Paul George is. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, okay, going back to what the Clippers do from here roster-wise, like I said, the, the everything they do from here on is with an emphasis of coming back with a championship team. So with that in mind, you're you have two have untouchables. Make, yeah. Wait. Who do you think your two untouchables are on the Clippers? It's it's Kawhi, and then um, it's probably it's probably Beverly. Honestly, no, nope, I think it's Shamit. I think those are the two you hold on to. It's funny you say that. I the, I was thinking not by the organization. I was just thinking I don't think anyone would want Beverly for the next three or four years. Um, yeah. But he's at a pretty cheap deal. He's at like ten mil. So yeah. I um. Anyways, I I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I was gonna get into. Is I think Shamit is their only asset that they can actually even unload. He's mm-hmm. the only player on this roster that I think any team universally would want. Because here's the problem with any Paul George deal off the bat. Regardless of the fact you're getting rid of Paul George and that's a benefit, it's way too much money and nobody's gonna want him. That would give back something in value in return. Yeah, I mean, it's like the opposite of when the Thunder traded him. Exactly. Exactly. And so you're looking at, like, who the fuck is going to want Paul George, first of all? You're only The only teams that are going to want Paul George are going to be teams that are already good and or looking like just for, like... Yeah, I, I you think the Knicks would... <laughs> I don't know. The Knicks, see, I, could, I could see the Knicks coming out next year with Chris Paul and Paul George. Honestly... That might... Not, that, that, that could work, honestly. And, but in return, they would have to... I don't know. What would you give up? The the what is it? The sixth pick, eighth pick? What do they have? I mean, if you're, it's just I don't even know what the Knicks could offer. Do you try to get R.J. Barrett? I don't even think that's worth it. Like, I mean, you get the pick. It's, I mean, they're See, in a, you're in a, they they can't get anything for Paul George. They're not going to get that much value because Paul George no. deflated all his value, and you'd be stupid to trade him right now. But I just don't see how. Just from, I mean, we could be wrong, but just from the vibe I've gotten from reading a lot of the articles, seeing the players talk. I just would be surprised if they run it back with Paul George next year. Or they or but if they run it back with Paul George, maybe we don't see Beverly, Harrell, or Lou Will. I also think Lou Will, I love Lou Will, but that's not a good contract and I don't want him because he can't play defense. That's kind so. of yeah, that's also the thing. So that's the other thing I was gonna mention is the the core of this group is gonna be your Lou Will, Beverly, and actually um uh, uh Harrell is a free agent, so he's gonna want a bag, I'm assuming. So I do you pay him a bag. I think you I think you have to though if you're the Clippers you have to run it back with him at least because you're not going to get anything in return for that for letting him walk. So, I see what you mean and that makes sense, but do you realize you're signing a death sentence for a year from now where you have Montrez Harrell, Pat Bev, Lou Williams and paying all those guys and Kawhi leaves. That's the thing cuz you want to surround and this isn't even a criticism. This is like what the Bucks are doing, what the Cavs try to do with LeBron. You have this superstar 
And so you kind of rush to throw whatever you can around and be like, hey, we're trying everything. Where it's like, in the meantime, sometimes you just got to hold off a bit and wait, but it's just so hard. No, I, you're right. And uh, the, the problem is, though, too, with, with also what you said is uh, if Kawhi leaves, they also don't have any first-round draft picks as well. For like a while. Yeah. And so even if they do have to rebuild even after Kawhi, it's going to be a, another 10 years before they're even close to being competitive. Like, they're going to be another joke again. Um, yeah. The only the only allure, maybe, is that it's L.A. is literally the only thing. But you have the Lakers, who are probably going to be in another upswing after this Don't era. You, do you, I, I'm not the biggest Doc Rivers fan, but I did kind of think that Doc Rivers gave the Clippers some sort of validity as, like, an L.A. team. As it's, oh, Doc Rivers is there. Yeah. And now I kind of look at it like, oh. I mean, I think they should go after Sam Cassell. I think he'd be good. He's been around there for a while. Um, but we'll see what they do. Do you have any – have you – I mean, this just happened. Yeah, I was I was looking at coaching candidates. Do you hire Kenny Atkinson? I I doubt it. I I I, I like that idea, but I don't think that's tough team work. to fit in that system. Tough exactly. Team. A lot of egos. It's weird. This Clippers yep. team, man. It's it's something's got to move, and I think it's going to start. I do think unloading Paul George for something is probably going to make the world a Tra- difference. Trade Paul George for pa- Kyle Lowry. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. But yeah, uh, I, would, I would I would do that in a second if I was the Clippers. But so. I don't. Yeah, and this was what I was going to talk about, too, is who do you even target with Paul George? And reasonably, well, there's nothing reasonable. So I, I just I made a short list of players that I think they could potentially go after. Uh, and probably the top of the list that is somewhat doable, and I and I actually just whipped out the trade machine for this, is probably Karis LeVert. It's probably the only thing that might, might actually work out, where the Brooklyn Nets are going to probably want to you know, tighten up their window a little bit more. That would be cool. Yeah, and so what about I saw Brad Beal. I just don't think Brad Beal is reasonable. Uh, I think there's going to be better offers for Brad Beal. I yeah, I, I love Brad. I think Bradley Beal is like the the dream trade for Paul George. I just don't see that happening because again, I don't think the trade the Clippers can only really throw in Zubots and Shamit are the only other assets on that team. I'd say because the Wizards aren't going to want Beverly or Lou Will. Or any of these other guys, like it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't think pairing up Paul George with John Wall is going to be a smart move for them. But I don't know. It's the Wizards, so maybe they're stupid. But I, I mean, think maybe the Clippers could like they could theoretically like they get rid of Paul George and somehow, and then they sign Goran Dragic and let Harold walk. Like I don't know. They're, they're gonna have to figure out a new way that this all works out because. One thing that really stood out to me during these playoffs, and I think Kawhi is so good, but, I mean, when we're thinking about Kawhi's dominance in the playoffs, who was bringing the ball up the court in those championship series? Oh, Tony Parker. Oh, Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Kawhi needs a point guard. He doesn't right. need one, like, so bad, but down, like, Kawhi needs somebody who can run the offense for a little. He can spot up. He can take over at times. He needs somebody who can do that. And how funny it is that it's not Paul George, but you need a guard, I think. And I think you need well, I have you need a captain. You. you need a loud captain. That's what they one. need. I have Who? a guy for you, actually, that uh, I put on this list kind of as, as a ridiculous one. And I think this would be fucking hilarious. And they would get clowned so fucking hard for this. Russell Westbrook. Oh, God, no. <laughs> 
He just makes them worse. He's not even like a good player. That's I, like, no, <laughs> I, I know, but that's the only. I think you could probably do a one-to-one swap for uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook because I don't about, think. Oh, that's I mean, what about Kemba? See, that's that's an interesting one too. I just don't know if Boston makes sense for them to do that because why would they they get another wing? Well, it's like you go. What if you're Boston and you throw Kemba Hayward in a first-round pick to the Clippers for? Um, Beverly and George, and they get off Hayward, and you get Kemba. I don't know. It's not bad. I mean, I obviously if it's Kemba didn't there, look good though. Oof. No, but I think as a personality though, I think it's worth mm-hmm. it to get Kemba on your team because I, I, from every story I've ever heard about Kemba, he just seems like a great locker room guy, mm-hmm. and. uh but also, I think it's it would be also dumb for the Celtics to get rid of Kyrie and then get Paul George back like two years later. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think they just like this nucleus a lot yeah, too. And I they, wouldn't do it. I'm just trying to throw shit. At oh the yeah, fan no, no, for no, the no, no. Uh, and then the other dream candidate that again I think would be terrible is the other guy from Houston, which I don't think would ever happen. But because there's not enough in return that I think you could do is James Harden. Wow. I. You're you got to look at teams that are just just in hell right now, basically, and okay. I think Houston could make some major additions. I don't think I think there's better offers though than Paul George because I don't see that making yeah. sense or working. So this obviously won't happen because I don't think the Pacers are going to trade for Paul George. But you I, see, I'm so glad Victor, you said that. Too. Victor Oladipo wants yeah. to leave the Pacers this summer. What is, was, are we? Is he going to be a good player again? Is he going to get healthy? What's going on with that? I don't know, but I'd rather have them than Paul George. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I even like the chance of Victor Oladipo playing at an All Star level again. To me, is just better than Paul George. That'd um, be such a fuck you to Paul George if they traded him back to if they traded him to Indiana. I know for Victor Oladipo though. But I hope that happens. To me, though, he just he doesn't get to control his his destiny anymore. He's no, he lost shouldn't. that privilege as as a like a superstar. Is they I make, think you they lose that privilege when card. you sign to a team and you're the second best player, <laughs> besides like KD and the Warriors, literally. Yeah, I no, think no, no. when you're the second, you're the number two fiddle. Like Kawhi, like the thing like that. Paul George and Anthony Davis need to understand. Anthony Davis is good enough where this isn't going to happen. But LeBron and Kawhi, if they want to, could get Anthony Davis and Paul George traded like that. So, the, the Kawhi, it's going to be so fascinating. And this is what we always say about Kawhi because we don't know how he's going to react to shit. I wonder what Kawhi is thinking right now. I wonder if he wanted uh, Doc Rivers out. I wonder what he thinks of Paul George. I wonder what Doc Rivers is thinking. I wonder if Doc Rivers wanted to just get the fuck out. I wonder if Jerry West and Steve Ballmer thought it was time to move on. It's fascinatingly sad and happy for me I, at the I, same time. I agree. No, no, no. Um, so also, here's your the best free agents uh, coming up is um, just to throw this out there. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, he's going to resign. Uh, Brandon Ingram, he's restricted. Demar Derozan, player option, he's probably going to opt back into the Spurs. Honestly, I, I wouldn't want him. See thirty million. I wouldn't either. I'm just yeah, again going down. Yeah. Those. Fred Van Fleet, Van Fleet would be amazing. I love him. Uh, but again, I think the Raptors are going to throw the fucking Brinks truck at him uh, to keep him. Mm-hmm. Montrose Harrell, fifth on this list, uh, unrestricted free agent, making $6 million over the past. Someone's going to throw years. him a lot of money. They are. And I thought it was going to be the Hawks. He's from Atlanta. It made the most sense. And then they got Clint Capella. 
Because and and I, I, think I could, you uh, the Rockets already had um, Harrell. I was going to say they should run after him, but they've already had a player like that. That would um, be really interesting too. Uh, then Gordon Hayward has a player option, and again, I I don't know. I think he's going to opt in again. Uh, there, Bogdan Bogdanovich restricted. Goran Dragic unrestricted, but again, if uh, oh wait, 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 what if you did a sign and trade with Boston, the Clippers? So they sign Montrez Harrell, and they trade Harrell and Paul George to Boston for Walker and Hayward. Hmm, maybe just, throw in another guard. I, I know I, they're probably not going to want to change it up, though. That's again. That's what I'm kind of thinking too, because I think that's a great. I again. I mean, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I I don't know if Boston would want to give up on Kemba after one year because he was he's still. You could make the case that he was hurt like the entire playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. And he certainly think, wasn't causing problems in no, any way, you know. Uh, but Hayward might need a change of scenery, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, this was just released. Um, Steve Ballmer and Doc Rivers reached a mutual decision that Rivers will step down as head coach of the LA Clippers. Chris Haynes just tweeted that. Um, did you see what Doc Rivers said? No. So I'll read it to you. He says, thank Bye you, Clipper you. Nation, for allowing me to be your coach and for all your support and helping make this a winning franchise. When I took this job, my goals were to make this a winning basketball program, a free agent destination, and bring a championship to this organization. While I was able to accomplish most of my goals, I won't be able to see them all through. Though it was a disappointing ending to our season, you are right there, and I know what this team is capable of accomplishing with your support. Thank you to all the players, coaches, and staff for helping us get here. Most importantly, thank you to the fans. We went through a lot, and I am grateful for my time here. Do you want to wrap it up with that? Uh, Kind of, yeah. I mean, lastly, I was just going to say they're not bringing back Marcus Morris. (laughs) Yeah, well, God. Actually, uh, I want. I want. We'll end it with this. I have a question for you, and then we'll it. end today's episode, and we'll go. Our next episode will be Wednesday or Thursday. What do you have to say to uh, Doc Rivers? I mean, the Clippers have been a dumpster fire. I know things ended kind of poorly, but what is Josh Bilker's final message to Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers, you were the greatest coach we've ever had, which isn't much of a compliment, unfortunately. And I'm sorry, it's not more of a compliment for you. Uh, I. I really loved hearing you talk, and I think you've coached some of my, my most of the best years of Clipper basketball for me. Uh, the The team right before Kawhi was incredible, and this team now, I thought was going to be incredible. And I don't hate you for for not seeing this through either. I I understand it's it's hard to have Paul George on your team as we've seen. Um, I'd love to see the dumpster fire that Paul George leaves everywhere he's gone. It's kind of, except for OKC, it's been... Low-key an arsonist. Yeah, honestly. Um, LeBron's not even an arsonist. No. And uh, you weren't a very good general manager, Doc. You were a hell of an announcer. I'm going to miss you. And if we do wind up winning a ring with this team, I hope they somehow manage to give you one because you definitely deserve it for putting up with all this shit. Because I think you're better than this, Doc. I, I really do. And I hope the next team you coach is better than this one. And also, Clippers hired D'Antoni, potentially, which would be hilarious. Oh, God. Well, I, I like how you put it there. I mean, Doc, It. I mean, I think you put it perfectly. He was such an extremely important person for that franchise in probably the most turbulent time of its history, no doubt. 
I think he did a good job. And, I do uh, too. I think he did the best with what he could have, and and I stand by that. He's a great dude, great guy yeah. in the uh, 10 NBA out of 10. circle, and and absolutely. I and I'm I'm just sorry they couldn't come through for you, and they kind of leave somewhat of a stain on your legacy. And it's really Paul George, and and I'm I I'm I'm so sorry. That's it. Well, we'll see what the future has to hold. Thank you, Josh. Um, thank you, Big Dog, for being on earlier as well. We will be back on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, probably Wednesday night, with our Week Four NFL preview. And we're also going to probably be talking a little NBA Finals. Um, so yeah, this has been the Pineapple Couch. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Josh. We'll see you next time. Thank you.